0: Alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. العالمين wa والسلام على سيد الأنبياء والمرسلين wa آله alaykum أجمعين اللهم صل wa سيدنا محمد وعلى sallamu alaykum wa sallamu alaykum أما بعد فقد قال الله تبارك وتعالى بعد عوب بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ألم تر كيف فعل ربك بأصحاب الفيل ألم يجعل كَيدَهم في تضليل وأرسل عليهم طيرا أبابيل ترميهم بحجارة من سجيل فجعلهم كعصم معقول وقال تبارك وتعالى ولا تقولن أن لشيء إني فاعل ذلك غدا إلا إن يشاء الله وقال تعالى واتل ما أوحي إليك من كتاب ربك لا مبدل لكلماته ولن تجد من دونه ملتحدا وقال واصبر نفسك مع الذين يدعون ربهم بالغداه والعشيء يريدون وجهه ولا تعد عيناك عنهم تريد زينة الحياة الدنيا ولا تطع من أغفلنا قلبه عن ذكرنا واتبع هوا وكان أمره فرطا وقال وقل الحق من ربكم فمن شاء فليؤمن ومن شاء فليكفر صدق الله العظيم الله تبارك الله عند القرآن In different verses, in different ways, in different examples. Whatever question was going to come to the mind of an individual who finds himself in any era. Somewhere along in the Quran he would find that the question is also there and the answer is also there. In the past they used to have a habit, a system. That whenever a king would see a dream which was something that worried him. Then he would ask his coaches in front that last night I saw a dream that really troubled me. So who will interpret? So the normal will be that the courtier will say that be ready but tell us the dream. Then the king will say that if I tell you the dream then how I know you're speaking the truth. I want that man who can interpret my dream who can first tell me my dream. And then all of them would be like, this. then one would say, you know there's one man in Sham, once a year he comes out of his cave. He used to work a lot with the jinn. And then he says what's going to happen in the coming year Nabi ﷺ, the night he was born either the king or the minister of the king had a dream where he saw the arabian horses were crossing what is called the iraq the tigris euphrates rivers and then they were pulling the camels out of it back into the lands of the arabs so he also in the morning the persian mighty king he wanted to know what's the dream so when he asked his coaches, they said, tell us the dream. He said, if I tell you the dream, then how do I know you're truthful? So one person said, let me travel to Sham. He said, let me travel to Sham. That man comes out once a year. So he made that journey. The person came out. When he would come out, he would say to the people, what's going to happen in the future, in the following year. They worked a lot with the jinn. That was that era. After speaking to the different people and mentioning, he looked at this individual and he said, the king of Persia sent you. A man never have to speak. He said, the king of Persia sent you. And he sent you with this question and that question on exact tertib. And finally he said, and he asked you about the dream. He said, when the Arab horses will cross the Tigris into Iraq. Then he said that the time has come for an Nabiyul Ummiyul Arabiyul Hashimiyul Muhammad. The time has come. And then he said, if only I am around at that time, then I'll also follow him. So when the Persian king heard this, he became so upset, he sent a message back to Sham that go and pull him out of the cave and take out his neck. They killed him what was unique about this was they would tell the question and then they would give the answer. Otherwise majority of the time when someone has a dream and they say you can interpret dreams, we say I'll shoot stars. Then you tell me, I'll give an interpretation. If it hits target, Mubarak. If it doesn't hit target, why you ask? You work out your own interpretation. But if a man can tell you the question, so that was that era. Allah blessed us with Quran. When Qur'an came, Qur'an showed us the question in our heart and it gave the answers. If a man knows that meaning of Qur'an, he'll see a miracle as he's reading, he'll find his question there. He'll say a verse that was revealed 1400 years ago, how it hit so apt On the target, this was my question and gave me the answer. This is Qur'an. The bigger miracle is sometimes the man who doesn't know the meaning of Quran. He reads Quran and he'll get the answer although he never know he read the answer. It's a miracle that comes with language, it comes without language. It comes if the voice is sweet and nice, it comes if the voice is not sweet. It comes if the Tajweed is fantastic and good, it comes when the Tajweed was not good. The Quran lights up the person reading it. It lights up the environment around it. We got a miracle with us. But many of us never felt the power of the Quran. There are those people whose lives in the ending were saved with one surah of the Quran. One surah. Imagine that man who got it all. Again we never found that power. Why you never felt the power? The person got the best BM, but they never showed him what is called press the accelerator. So he bought the BM for his wife. A wife can't drive past 80. So what that is, as oh, she gets scared and she goes 60. It's very powerful. After a man will I spend so much to go 60 on this car. That car needs to go on a highway where there's no speed limits. Or if all the pops are in your pockets. <laughs> Otherwise don't buy that car. Then that man says you want to feel the power. Those people in South Africa to a great extent were blessed with a lot of Qur'an. This area here is famous for Qur'an. This is a land of Qur'an. Travel in other countries and you will see people who are not given any Qur'an. Any Qur'an. Forget in every house having one half is in every house there's no one who knows how to read Nazareth. So Allah gave us, we got the car dealerships of the world, meaning Quran came to all of us. And it wasn't a weak Quran of the past, where Tajweed was not good, now you got the best of Quran. Now if the young child is reading, his Tajweed is better than the grandfather's Tajweed. His every letter he's reading it right? And the next is always one better than the previous. My son started the iron cause now. So in the car he asked me like, how you read this word? So I tell him, ask your Ustaz. Because if I read it also according to him, it will be wrong also now. The next is getting one better than the one before. And it's just getting better. So the brand is becoming more stronger. The only thing is even the Hafiz who's the Jayid Hafiz, jayid Qari, he also hasn't found the power yet. He hasn't learned to press the accelerator. If this accelerator is pressed on Qur'an, what miracle the world is waiting to see, you will become the miracle. Yesterday I gave in the bayan, I mentioned as a beginning, feel the power of Qur'an, I'll repeat that part and then we'll go to the surah. Musa Salam, when he was sent in the court of Fir'aun, Fir'aun gathered the magicians of the era, the entire Egypt's magicians he called. They all united their magic. It was called muttahid Sihar, magic united. And they said, now we will throw it in front of him. When they threw it, there were snakes coming from all sides. It was called evil surrounding you from everywhere. You had homosexuality, that snake was also coming. Lesbianism, snake was coming. Porn was coming. Drugs was coming. Universities were coming. Every snake was going to Musa A.S. And in front of all that snakes, Almighty Allah said to him, Throw what is in your hand." That one stick, through it Allah's command went, it was called tajalli. As he threw that stick, he became a serpent. It only took one gulp and everything they had, Allah ta'ala said, throw what you got, it will gulp it all. One gulp. In front of that gulp, that magicians who came to destroy him fell in sajda, He destroyed them magic and he made the magicians Muslim. And such an Islam, he gave them that Fir'aun then said, how dare you do what you're doing? I will cut your hand and leg. And the magician said, "Faqdi ma antaqad." You can do what you want to do, we believe in an Allah. You got rule over this world, He got rule in the next. So much of Iman that they began giving the Bayan. Why did Quran mention this? What it had to do with me and you, the staff of Musa? I'm not going to go in the world and look where is the staff. There are people who are searching for the staff. They are searching for it in a unique manner. Every time you hear about a new pyramid was found in Egypt. You wonder why they were digging so much in Egypt. Especially if you go into the history of who started digging in Egypt. And you see one family called Rothschild. Whenever you see Rothschild, you know shaitan. What the shaitan must dig in Egypt for? He is not looking for any mummy. That staff of Musa as-Salam is so important to them. But for me and you, what it was? Quran mentioned it to us to say that the stick was a created stick. Almighty Allah asked Musa on his first meeting, "Wama تِلْكَ بِيَمِينِكَ nikaya Musa?" That what do you have? He said, قَالَ هِيَا He said, I got my stick. أَتَّوَكَّوْ عَلَيْهَا When I need support, my stick is my support. وَأَهُشُّ بِهَا ala غَنَمِي and when I need to hit the leaves, then I got a stick to hit it and it falls. So my body support and my animal support, waliya fiha ribu ukra. He said, you know how much of benefit I have in the stick. When I asked the boy, what you got? He said, Quran. What do you do with your Quran? He says, Ramadan Tarawee, I'm the Imam. It helps me. I'm the teacher of the Quran. It looks after me, it looks after my sustenance, my rosy. I became the Imam of the town because I'm a master reader of Quran. When I'm driving my car and I'm bored, another person has to take out his phone and read. I got my Quran in me. When the President of Egypt, Muhammad Mursi, Rahimullah, was arrested, and they kept him in that jail for very long, so one of the things that he mentioned before Allah, he was a matter in the path of Allah. To see presidents who took the name of Allah in the parliaments. The day he took it, we knew the times are changing. Now in today's time, in parliaments around the world, Allah's name is again being taken. Revolution is starting, but he took the name of Allah. So one of the things that he said is, in the jail he asked for a Qur'an. And they refused him the mushaf and then he said doesn't matter i will now read from what i got in." he was a hafiz and a jayyid hafiz of quran he said even without the quran i am the quran and he took his days in jail reading quran when you are bored a hafiz will find his quran is his companion if ever you think of taking a second wife and then when you go home to the first and she locks the door, then you must know for two, three months you're going to be alone. You better be a half is at that time. At least that few khatams that you can make until she comes down. Your Quran will be a support for you when you are the most bored. It's a miracle, the Quran. You read it, the more you read it, the more enjoyment you get. As you finish one para, you're looking forward to the second para. You're just looking forward. You look at the time. Yeah, I've got time for one more para. That last five paras never got done for very long. I need to get done. See people when they're standing in a queue. Anywhere. Whether it's at the airport. It's the nature of man. As soon as the thing comes, that boarding. Whoever travels with an aeroplane knows that when they put boarding, the boarding only starts after 10 minutes. And after ten, another 10 minutes, your turn will come. Because the whole line will come. Nature of man, however, as soon as they see boarding, they stand. And they remain standing for 20 minutes. If you are a man of Quran, you will enjoy that sitting and you will say, in that 20 minutes, one more juice I can get. See a person who got Quran, he enjoys looking at a Quran, even if it's on the phone or in his Quran. And even if time is ticking and someone is getting irritated, the man of Quran says, I got one more quartara to read. Qur'an will never make you bored. wali fiha, A lot of work in Qur'an. But then Allah said to Musa a.s. That what you understand of power, that stick got much more than that. So Allah said, now use the stick. And when Musa a.s. threw that stick on the ground, and Allah showed what that stick is, meaning this is your miracle, connected with Allah. Because it was connected with Allah, when that serpent came in front, even Musa got scared. And then Allah said, hold it and it became his stick. Meaning it will destroy the world but it's not going to harm you. That was the stick which was created and in it went the command of Allah. Allah for this Ummah, He gave an uncreated word called Quran. And every one of us, he made Musa. And we were all going to be asked, what do you have in your hand or in your heart, O Musa? That young boy when he got this Quran and he graduated, don't see a boy who's reading one surah, but you must see the staff of Musa and the Musa. The only thing is how Musa was introduced to his power. Me and you need to introduce ourselves to our power. As long as we ourselves don't know what the stick has, the power of our Quran, you are not going to destroy the serpents and the snakes of the world with it. Just feel your power. And whatever when we meet people, they say times are very hard. Darkness is spreading everywhere. The attack is coming from all sides. Jadu has become big. It's hitting in every family. They say now Jadu is very strong. Jewish Jadu. Jewish black magic. In the past people would only speak about mother-in-law's black magic. That was like Sangoma strong. Now they're speaking about Jewish which is strong. But in front of Quran everything matters. The problem is the one who got the stick doesn't know what he got. One gulp of a serpent and he took it all away. If me and you can feel the power of our Qur'an. Allah tawarukulah the surah Alam tara kayfa fa'ala rabbuka bi ashabil Did you not see me and you were not in the time when Abraha came with his army of elephants. But the knowledge reached us all. Somewhere along the line we heard of it in such a manner as though we saw it. It was about 50 days before Allah's Nabi was born, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Abraha was sent from the king of Abyssinia. Abyssinia is Africa. Abyssinia had a Christian kingdom. Some incident happened in the land of Arabia in Yemen. The Christians of that land sought help from the Christians of Abyssinia against the Jews or whatever group was there. So the Abyssinian president or king, he sent Abraha and he sent another with a very big force. They went to Yemen, they sorted out the matter. Then the two governors, they had their own issue and Abraha killed that governor. Now Abraha was in charge. Abraha was in Yemen and to show the Abyssinian king that I am fully yours, he pushed the support of the Abyssinian king in a unique manner. That how the people must honor the abyssinian christian king so he built one thing in what was called the capital of yemen called Sanaa. he built what we will call today a very unique monument or like a club in honor of the king so people will come there and they'll see the king's picture and they'll enjoy the night it will be a fantastic thing why he did it is because after he settled down and he took over yemen the days of Hajj came, so Arabs were going past Yemen towards the Haram. So he they were all going, they said, to the house of the Almighty. So he was happy with this, like so much of honor you got. He said, don't you have that honor for like... So he said, let me build something where the Arabs will then come and say, this is the thing, not anything else. Abyssinian king was very happy. Abraha was very happy and he put it up. He put up the unique monument of Yemen which was desert. And Allah made it that the first group that came had to be what we call two valijas. Valijas are people who don't know what we call diplomacy. They are valijans. A valija is like a small child. A small child you sway his Nabi. That small child might take out a knife and stab you to death. That child later on you say couldn't you be diplomatic. The child doesn't know what it is. Those two villages were the same. They came there, and Abraham said to them, "You saw the fleck. What you want to go to the other house?" And because he said that, they became very upset. That you don't know what the Kaaba is. So that night, that it was a fantastic structure what he put up. But because he hit the honor of the Kaaba, it burnt them. So that night they made stool. And they gathered the stool and they plastered the walls of his monuments. So there was a lot of stool on So the next morning when they opened up the smell of that stool and these two Arabs were gone. And when the news reached Abraha what they did. So then he said that they disgraced my house. I will destroy their house. And he sent a message to Abyssinia and this king became more upset that's my house. So it was not only Abrah, governor, it was you fighting with the entire Abyssinian power. So from Abyssinia, an army of elephants was set, the head of the elephant, he had a name also, the elephant Mahmoud. He even had a name. That elephant army came. That we all heard. And as that elephant marched, the Arabs around, they all understood this army is going for the Kaaba. That time there was no deen. But there was a Kaaba. But in front of the army of elephants, no one could fight. So they passed by Arabs and Arabs and Arabs until they reached Makkah. Abdul Muttalib is the grandfather of Rasulullah ﷺ. Wa he was in charge of Makkah Mukarrama. He was the head. They had a mashwara, can you fight this army? So he went and he looked. And then he heard that they had taken his animals away. So he decided to visit Abraham. When Abraha heard Abdul Muttalib is coming, historians write from the forehead of Abdul Muttalib, the light of Nubu'at would shine. There. Allah had blessed him with an awe. When Abraha saw him, he also stood in honor. He said, come, marry him, sit. And he thought Abdul Muttalib will come and say, let's make peace. And then we won't do this to your house again. And Abdul Muttalib said, I came for my sheep. My goats. He said, what goats? He said, the one you took. He said, I had so much of honor for you. I came to destroy your house. And you running behind sheep and goats. So Abdul Muttalib said that I'm the owner of my sheep and goats. And that house got its own master. I'll look after what I can look after and he will look after what he has to look after. Meaning I don't have the power to look after that. So I can't fight you. That was still the error of Nubu'ah. I can't fight you. And then Abdul Muttalib went back to the Arabs and he said, now we all come out of Makkah and go to the top. And before that he went to the Kaaba and he said, oh Allah, you take this fight. We can't fight this. But now why did Quran mention it? Quran mentioned it in this manner, "Alam did you not see what your Rabb did how he finished the elephants? Now how he finished it? Alam yajal كَيْدَهُمْ fi tadlil Almighty Allah says what plans they had and how he just melted. Alam yajal كَيْدَهُمْ fi tadlil wa arsala alayhim tayran ababil He says we send small birds again. What was the purpose of that ayat? The purpose of that ayat was a nation and ummah is coming. That you will see the armies of elephants in front of you. And this ummah will now protect its deen with the birds and the pebbles of the birds of the ummah. So that one-one bird that flew over the army of Abraham represented one-one child of this ummah. That bird was so weak in front of an eagle the bird would have flown. In front of a vulture the bird would have flown. Where it was going to fight an elephant. It had no claw to hit. If an eagle was sent you would have said take the elephant. Allah did not send an eagle. He did not send a falcon. It was a message to the ummah. Islam will survive. I won't need the old alim and the old sheikh. I will use that young child who is reading Alam Tara on the Musalla. That boy who's reading and everyone say, mashallah, mashallah, but he's a young boy, but he's a bird that is flying. As that bird flew, that bird also was not going to launch the attack. The bird was just told, you must drop a pebble, please. Allah left a miracle for this ummah, that every child in this ummah was given an honor. If you want to be the bird to drop one pebble, I will use you to destroy the elephants of evil. 1400 years have gone from the demise of Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Have you ever thought about how many attacks have been lodged against Islam? By which and which areas? We in our small 20 years, every day you knew a new thing is being hatched. There's a war in Iraq, there's a war in Syria. You see, they're all getting together. They've been getting together from day one. One thousand four hundred years have gone. They brought the Tartars. They brought the Crusaders. They brought what we call today the empires of Russia, empire of England. England became so strong that they said an empire on which the sun never sets, which means that they controlled so much of the world. As the sun was setting in one part of the world, it was rising in another part, that was also England. It said in that part, it was rising somewhere else, that was also England. It said, our empire, the sun is always on top. That empire was given the job, forget the whole Muslim world. They were given the job, destroy Afghanistan. Russia was given the job, forget the whole Muslim world, destroy Afghanistan. America was given the job, destroy Afghanistan. We today hearing in the news, America is also coming out of Afghanistan. At that time when 9 one happened and then the war of Afghanistan started, one person wrote one night, he drew a picture. In the picture he wrote there, there was, I think, America and Afghanistan and in between he wrote there, kabrestan Meaning come and you go. That whoever walked into that went. Empires were destroyed. When you ask how did they destroy, you will say that same bullet hit. But who hit it? When these empires came, they came to India once upon a time. The British Empire hit India so badly that a time came where they said every madrasa was closed. And every alim was found hanging from one area of India to another. Every tree had a mighty alim. If the mighty alims were all gone, who looked after India in Islam? It was that young bird that was flying with one pebble in its beak. They could kill the scholars, they couldn't kill the children. But they would never understand how can a child look after a deen. It's the old man who looks after. Allah said, وَأَرْسَلَ عَلَيْهِمْ خَيْرًا عَبَابِينَ it had a small pebble. It was not even a sharp rock. It just dropped it. In today's time, scientists want to say that we know it happened. Now they have to explain that how can a pebble go through an elephant and the rider of the elephant. So they made a story that if you drop something from very high, then the force of what is called pull, will make it come with so much of force, But then you ask them, how come when rain comes, it doesn't come with that force? How come when hail comes, it doesn't come? Hail at the moment hasn't yet cracked my windscreen, it might crack it. But no hail has gone through an elephant. That hail is coming from higher than where that pebble came. But behind the pebble was what was called the command of Allah. It went through the rider and through the elephant. تَرْنِيهِمْ بِحِجَارَةٍ مِّنْ فَجَعَلَهُمْ كَعَصْفٍ said the mighty army was left like after the cow eats and chews and the dirt that is left behind that's what happened to the empires of kufar who brought it down in this ummah it is the ummah's children who will bring it down in tomorrow it is your children may Allah make it it is my children Can they ever do what they have to do? Understand the power of this Quran. See in America, America is like the epitome of evil. Especially in New York. In our madrasa we saw students coming from New York. The first group that came, it was a thrill for the madrasa. From the center of the devil. Those boys came and read so beautiful Quran. On one safar our principal said that who would have thought from New York you would get boys like this. That they send evil to the world. And in the house of Namrud and in the house of Fir'aun, the Musa and the Ibrahim is being brought. From New York the best Qur'an. So at that time I gave one majlis. In the majlis I mentioned that you want to understand the power of deen. In one part of New York there is a very high skyscraper in that they are making the plans of how to destroy islam in the entire world they got computers they got their technology they got their well they got their spies they got it all they're hearing what's happening in this country they're going into that one's website they seeing who's putting money in this one's account who's in that one account they got it all it is called materialism and opposite that huge building one boy graduated as an alim. So someone invited him and he said, you know what, I need someone to teach my child Quran. So he said, no problem. As he came there, he's not the richest man in the world, so he's not going to land up there with a Ferrari or Lamborghini. He came with his Toyota or his whatever he came. Then that man told him that, you know this garage. What about this garage? You think it's a nice place, Morana Hafizah? sab said, no problem. So there was a garage right opposite the empire of Kufar. So high they were, how low he was. One garage. In that garage they had light also, the next day the electrician had to come put it right. He said that it was hot. Think of the Madaris even of South Africa once upon a time. Our Darulam Azadwal was one room. One room in one house. Because it was so big already that where people are going to study Deen, one room will have four boys. When you see building happening in your towns, and you see it on the name of deen, then when you see it, think of this ayat, أَلَمْ تَرَ كَيْفَ Rabbuka رَبُّكَ بِأَصْحَابِ الْفِينَ That as it's growing, you wonder how can it be growing? But Allah got His own army being created. Own army. That boy was the young boy today, you say immature, in the eyes of Allah, he's the next bird of the era he will drop the pebble on kufar and he will break kufr. you be that parent today who makes an intention allah let my son pick up the flag of islam we all hearing and waiting for the time of the mahdi but we will never even think that how can my child be in the front line of the soldiers of the Mehdi, in the protection of deen Allah doesn't look for eagles and falcons. Even if a bird is ready or even if a pebble is ready, if the pebble said, what about me, Almighty Allah said, you also part of them." When pebbles in the past were accepted, although the pebble is not the cleanest, it's not the sharpest, our South African youngsters don't have the muscle to be in the army of the Medine. We don't have that target to be. We don't have the tongue to be. But if a person looks to the heavens and says, Can I also be Allah, will say, when pebbles can be, why can't you be also? Be in that intention that I want to be of the camp of Iman. And Wallah, maybe Allah give that honor to me and you. That in your grave, you my dear, your son is carrying the flag for the manatee. He died in front of Isa, alayhi salam, or Isa, alayhi salam, put his hand over him and said, Mubarak to you and your father. When you see your child, don't look at him as a small Ahmad. Look at him as a high bird. If Allah has given him the Quran, he's the Musa with the stick. The only thing we need is Musa has to understand the power of the stick. The boy of Quran today must not feel I'm immature. And the father who got Quran in his house must not feel I got nothing. Start using the power of that car and you will see your house will become light for the world. When that Imam saab now goes in that garage and he starts his hips class. So only one boy or two boys pitch up. They come in the morning they tired. Afternoon they tired because school finished late. In the morning, they're reading Fajr, they're half sleeping. They're reading the Subh, they're half sleeping. When he leaves the class, he sometimes goes out and he looks at that empire of Kufr, That huge building. And he sees his small garage. At that time, if someone ever says to him, what are you doing here? And if he looks up, if he looks up and he tries to see the top of that building, his top also falls. So why? And then if he says, I have come to conquer, then the person will laugh at him. like, What do you mean you're going to conquer? But he's a man who understood that I got the staff of Musa, they haven't got it. They got the snakes of the world, I got the staff of Musa. I will put my one staff down and it will take everything of theirs away. That man will see the miracle of Qur'an me and you have to understand the power of quran even if you got only one surah you got it all even if you only got one surah, one boy who went out at one time in his life where from being the best boy in the school he hit a group of druggies and now he enjoyed the days out with them so they made an excursion the school was going on an excursion, but his group made it that when we all they all sleeping, we will pull away at night. And we will go out for a night of enjoyment. It was desert land. So where they were supposed to turn, they never turned and they must dark it was. And they started moving deeper into the desert. It's not like our South African lands where you got the turns coming everywhere. As they're moving in the desert, that place is not coming. So turning around, turning around, now they lost and then they saw the gauge of that fuel just dropping, dropping. So finally they said that the best will be we'll just spend the night here and hopefully someone will find us. ever you go in a desert, you'll understand if you get lost in a desert, you can't go nowhere. You can't go, you just stay in one place and hope someone somehow misses you and finds you. So that night in the desert, his friend decided to go Because you have to go for toilets. So it was dark. And he opened the door and he went istinja. And while he was making istinja, they heard a scream. So they wanted to open and somebody else held his hand. Don't open. And then it like was lightning struck. And when the lightning struck, they saw wolves all around the car. They were right there like, first time you saw death. Like how when we saw COVID, we saw the wolf in front. Everyone got scared. That boy saw a wolf and they heard the scream and they heard the scream and the scream and quieter, quieter and that friend was gone. He was the food of the wolf. So there's two boys now in the car, like first time they saw death. So they're just shivering and shivering and shivering, first time they saw death. This is like, so this boy was such a good boy. It's a very unique wakiyah to see how it started off was one boy went with his friends to a certain place in Jamaat and they reached a masjid and he was very affected by this person giving a bayan. So he came back and that night he told his father about this bayan and so his father, daddy, you must meet this person. So the father wanted to go meet him. And this father had an incident that he lost his one son in drugs. He lost his son. This was the young son. And it just happened a few days before this when the son was speaking to, this do- to his daughter, meaning his sister, the sister mentioned his name. So he asked, who's this? And the sister went quiet. Now he wants to know who's it. So the sister do not want to talk. So he went to his father and mother and he said, like, who's this? And the father got like upset. He said, who told you about this? So it means this was that son who got lost. He got on drugs and he went out one night with his friends. And then what happened? There was supposed to be like a fire or something that night. And then it was understood that the boy burnt and the friends burnt and then the father kept like what a disgrace it was. So the son, the baby's son never knew about it but his sister mentioned and he asked, now what's this, what's this? That happened a few days ago, then he went in Jama'at wherever he went, he met this Ali and he was very thrilled he came back, told his father you must meet him that's one story on one side. This is the other story, like this was carrying on. So in the ending when you join the two stories together, what happened? Is that when that boy asked the father, like who's this? He gave a name. And after a few days the father told that, You know what, we had a brother. And how unique he was and because of him we moved to the city. We thought he will get that grades and then in school he saw some boys with drugs and he also went with them and they just they destroyed him. And then we lost him, like and then he died in the fight, gave that story. And this father then went with that son after that And they went to this masjid And when they came to the masjid The father sat there And he was so amazed with this alim And then he brought his son to meet the alim And the alim looked at him And like looked and shocked And everyone went away And said I want you to stay here Sit by me And everyone went away And he asked me who you would think And the father is mentioning who I am And this boy is looking at the father that, This is the father And the sheikh is the son The sheikh is the son The lost son so after a while, the sheikh like had to tell the father that, you know what, I'm your son. I'm your son. He said, but you're dead. So then he started his whole story. He wrote it as Pissatun Ajiba. But what are you, He said, I'm your son. And he said, that night we weren't in the tent. The tent that burnt, we were not there. We were gone out. We got lost in the desert. He said, the wolves, they ate my one friend. It was me and my companion. So the next morning now we were stuck in the desert waiting for help but no help came. So little water that we had we were just drinking it but the heat of the sun. Heat of the sun. He says and then came I could see my friend now dying of thirst. So as he's dying like I can see his soul coming out. So the druggie is telling him that you know if I died last night with the wolves I don't think I would have died with the Kalima on The druggies. The is saying, I thank Allah that he let me see death before death. This is COVID. COVID was death before death. We saw death but we never died. But if the druggies could take the lesson, me and you can also take the lesson. He said, I thank Allah I saw death before death. So he asked his friend that, do you know anything like I can read now? telling his friend, Do you know anything I can read? And this draggy says that, you know, I know one surah. One surah. I learned it years ago in my village. One surah. He said, read that surah. So he read, "Kuluhu huwallahu ahad Never forgot, it's one surah. It's like you have your rhymes, empty-dumpty. Can't forget it. He had one surah. One surah was his miracle to save two people from the fire of Jan. What? He said, I read it and my friend repeated it. And he must have read allahu ahad, allahu samad, at least about six, seven times. And as he was reading it, I saw his soul. And I was left in Dakar. I was left. And it shocked me like one died outside with the wolf. And I don't know how he's burning in Jahannam. One day the next day I don't know what till the maqam he reached. Like. And then I saw death coming on me. So he went unconscious and then he was found. So when he woke up he was in a hospital and he could either go home but in that feeling how will I face my mother and my father. How will I face them? So he never went home. But he made an intention that Allah, you gave me life. I will go and study this deen. So he studied it. And after studying, he said, the most I can do for the friend who died and for the parents I disgraced is I will start doing the work of deen and I will make the intention for them. So he took that imamat and he became a sheikh of the era. He says, the other day when the jamaat came, I already picked up what that boy something. But today I could see this is my father. My so father said, so many years you couldn't come like it. I said, I was disgraced. But what was the ajib part of the qissa if one kul wallahu ahad could break the snakes of evil? Me and you got law of Quran. That kul Allah had made the draghi a jannati, And it made the other draghi the alim of the era. One kul Allah. We got so much Qur'an. And still when you feed the people, they say times are very hard. The Hafiz is saying that, you know what, I'm addicted to porn. The Hafiz is addicted to porn. He got that staff which will remove every pawn from the world. How he got addicted? Because he doesn't know I got the power in my own hand. He doesn't need a sheikh to tell him what to do. He's the sheikh. When one Kul wallahu had could break so much of barriers, that young boy who got Qur'an must just understand what he got. If he can understand, he will open the ocean, like Musa alayhi salam's staff opened the ocean, he'll open it. He will go into the waters, but he won't drown. He's got the Qur'an. He's like a Nabi of the era, like a Nabi. Because that Qur'an that came as wahi, Allah said, I will put it in the hearts of your ummah. That boy is the bird with the pebble. He's all Colonel Amiruddin was known to South Africa. Colonel Amiruddin. He was like a Jalali. In America, he got permission to go into the clubs. He would go into the clubs, they would all stop the music. And then he would give his bayan, Jalali bayan. In his bayan, non-Muslims accepted Islam. His target was the Muslim. non-Muslims accepted Islam. He went and he shouted the Arabs, what you're doing in this club? As he was shouting them, the dancer, American dancer was listening. He left the club where his target was, that American dancer started looking for him. She found him and she said, what about me? You could not address me. He went looking for one by Almighty Allah, your job is throw the pebble. And that elephant that has to be broken, you'll break it. Your child, your family, South Africa saw such honor recently when from South Africa, they went to South America. And they said, where the South African was going to be used to put up a The wealth of South Africa, the students of South Africa, the voice of South Africa. Allah showed us so much. Every father, every mother, every child, all you need to do is say, Allah... I also want to be in the air. Because as we're coming to the ending, there are going to be two armies. There'll be the army of Rahman, there's going to be the army of Shaitan. If you're not in the air, dropping the pebble, you're going to be the elephant who's knocking, getting knocked with the pebble. You rather look up instead of looking down. The elephant could not destroy Islam, but the honor of the bird... May Allah make it, it's your children. May Allah make it, it's my children that are going to be the birds and the pebbles. So Colonel Amiruddin, the first time he came to South Africa, first time, he came by ship. At immigration, they asked him purpose of visits. So he was a colonel of the army. And army people talk like this. So he wrote there to conquer your country. To conquer your country. They read that thing, they were not impressed. They put him on the ship, sent him back. On the ship, they sent him back. He must have gone. they sent you back already. He said, I wrote the wrong sentence. Mother shouted, he said, what you must write to conquer? But your children, my children, may Allah make it, they're going to conquer the world. To conquer. He came back South Africa after that. Colonel Amiruddin in South Africa became known. He conquered. But what we thought of conquering, what they thought of conquering at immigration, that you're terrorists, we don't believe in terrorism. But we understand in the war against materialism, Maddiyat, spirituality, Ruhaniyat is going to break it. What you all got in this town, and in the surrounding areas, these Madaris that you enjoying so much, which is giving so beautiful Quran to the world, and so beautiful Tarbiya to the world. One thing I'm asking, When Allah allowed you all to be so much in the environment of Qur'an, not only the young Hafiz, not only the father of the Hafiz, that man who also got only half a Juz of Amma, he must also understand, I got the stick of Musa and I am the Musa. He also can destroy evil. If that Kul Wa Had could break it all, Your Qur'an can do it all. Understand, when you make dua, sometimes make this dua, Oh Allah, show me the miracle of Qur'an. When a person is sick and they ask, their phone and say, Make dua, I'm going through a terrible sickness. In the past we would say, Allah help you, and now I'm telling the person, do me one favor. I want you to make one khatam of Qur'an. Either you alone or join four family members, Tell him, you read five, you read five, you read five, five, get another two, you got five, five. Someone read six. You can get a khatam with four, with six, with eight. Every one of y'all have the intention that this khatam is meant for this purpose. And at the end of the khatam say, Allah show us the miracle of Quran and people are seeing that miracle. Normally our people only when they get sick they say, because they only worried of their physical body. More than that physical worries, your spiritual iman is going to be attacked. You want to see a miracle of Quran. In what we're saying, in the days coming in the school, they will bring such an education system. So filthy and dirty, that to think after that, my child can have a clean mind. If they teach that young child at the age of five, what is sexual education? When that young boy looks at his cousin at the age of five, He doesn't see a friend who I can play kite with anymore. He sees her as a sexual object. The law of niqab and hijab and farda you would say cousins now you 10 years old. Now you can't play around with Fatima and Aisha. You tell them you all make farda now. But before 10 years, 9 years, 8 years Fatima, Aisha and Muhammad were sitting in the same car. They were fighting and punching each other. Aisha's nose was leaking, he was laughing, Say, see the snot on your nose. He was not bothered. that she's a pretty Aisha. When that sexual education will start in the schools, that five-year-old boy will be looking at Aisha as a sexual object. At that time, are you going to manage to control that boy? You start making khatams of Quran that, oh Allah, the miracle of Quran, show it in my family. And make this the bird and the pebble of tomorrow. Because birds and pebbles are being created. And it's our children which will be an honor if they can be the birds. Either it's the bird or it's the elephant. One will be destroyed and one will be the destroyer. One will be the conqueror, one is going to be the conquered. The world is changing very fast. One is going to be the army of shaitan, one is going to be the army of Rahman. But we're not speaking about military, we're speaking about our children. See the miracle of Quran, you the boy, the father, the mother, the daughter. How much we have been given of a easy reading Quran. Ulama have written, why is Hifz? Normally when a Hifz jalsa go- takes place, then that boy reads that last few ayat. And in one jalsa I mentioned this year, I said, Mubarak to the father, and the family, and I'm also sad for you. Mubarak to you, and I'm also sad. Mubarak is what said in every jalsa, that the mother made the effort in the morning when the father was still sleeping, then she jumped in the car, she brought the child. Mubarak to the ustad, for three years you hit that child like anything. Mubarak to the boy, for three years you got hit like anything. But now you could like, no more hiding. Mubarak, like you out. That boy also tells his friends that now I'm free. And amazing, he got so much hiding. Three years. There's a no normal law that if something happens to you, you'll always say, hey, I won't do this. But in him, it's like the opposite. The boy who got more hiding in class, he hits even more after that. When he becomes the Ustad, you'll tell him, hey, the Ustad was better. So it's not even more wild. But that his class is still carrying on. Miracle it is. In this world you hit anyone, you expect him to come back tomorrow. But for Hims, it's such a miracle, such a miracle, that the times of Hivs are the most amazing times. It is the time which is the hardest to get the father to the masjid. The Qur'an brought the child to the masjid. Miracle of Qur'an. Miracle. A language which the boy doesn't know. He can't understand English, Afrikaans, we all fight it, we all fail in our report, that was that one mark that you just know it read, Afrikaans. <laughs> that school side, what they want to get, that thing, it never came. The teacher also never knew Afrikaans. Even the teacher never knew it. Even the teacher. But when Qur'an came, everyone was reading. And everyone is better than the next. The student, even the ustad tells him, you read more beautiful Qur'an than me. Maracle of Qur'an. But when that Jalsa comes... And that boy becomes so happy that from tomorrow, no hips glass. So you say, Mubarak to the family, but I'm feeling sorry for you that until today, your house would shine like a star. Because this boy is finished, if he stops reading Quran, your house will no longer be a star. Until today, the jinn never enters. If he stops, the jinn are going to enter. What was meant was, hymns of Quran was not meant to memorize Quran. Hymns of Quran was meant al qira'ah. That for you now to be able to read easily. What's the easiest way to read Lord Quran? Tell a boy memorize Quran. Some boys are very scared. They say, I memorize Quran, but now I'm forgetting. The law is as long as you're reading, you're the boy of Qur'an, you're the girl of Qur'an. That memory was to make it easy to read. And if you stop reading, you can be the most jayid hafiz, but you're not a person of Qur'an. Allah's kindness, He made memorizing so easy. Why did He make forgetting so easy? When He made memorizing so easy, why did Allah make forgetting so easy? Had forgetting not been easy, and had it been a guarantee, Hafiz once you memorize, you will remember it always. Then there was a fear that the Hafiz would stop reading Quran. In the fear of losing his Quran, that Hafiz carries on his door. In the fear of next year Ramadan, covert is not going to save you anymore. You will have to go on the musalla. In the fear of that musalla that boy is reading, Allah did not want to make the hafiz in fear. He put that pressure on the hafiz to say, this is the only way I'll make sure you carry on reading Qur'an. As long as Qur'an is read, you shine. As long as Qur'an is read, the devil stays away. The day your Qur'an stops, you can be the most jayyid hafiz. Allah's <laughs> nabi wasallam said it in a unique manner. He said, ta'ahadul qur'an. Keep this Qur'an in the front of your mind. nafsi بِيَدِهِ By the Qasam of Allah مِنَ الْإِبِلِ فِي He spoke to the Arab who understood the camel. The camel was everything for the Arab as long as he had the camel. As soon as an Arab reached anywhere, first thing he did was he took the rope of the camel and he tied it somewhere. He knew if I lose this camel and it slips away so fast. So as long as you are on a camel, you will understand this example if you ever went on a camel. With a camel in a desert, couple of things happen. The sand of the desert is hot. A man if he has to walk on desert sand, the sand will burn. him. Allah created a camel that the legs of the camel are long. And there's a lot of air that goes under its legs like an acorn. The heat of the desert sand doesn't reach the rider as long as he is on the back of the camel. We were going to put in a world where there was going to be a lot of heat. It is called passion. It is called attraction. It is called desire. The desire to see filthy pictures, to read filthy messages, to go onto filthy internet sites. That thing is called the heat of the sand. If a person is reading Qur'an, that Qur'an like a camel will lift him up high. He will not find the heat of passion knocking him. Where everybody else will see burning with desire, his Qur'an will make him cool. People are asking, how do I save myself from an addiction? The answer is, understand your Qur'an. Again, you don't have to be hafiz of the whole Qur'an, you have to be reading Qur'an. The Ahadul Qur'an, don't forget your Qur'an. It was not only said to the hafizes of the world, it was said to the man who got Qur'an, the woman who got Qur'an, that don't forget you got the stick, don't be a Musa who forgot his Asa at home. You will have to walk with the stick wherever you go. Wherever you travel, your Qur'an must be with you. Allah's kindness it was for many of us. The devil made the phone, and he put the filthiest things in the phone, Allah's kindness, he would ensure that even that Quran came in that phone. Because our people, they'll travel somewhere, they'll forget their wife also. For Quran is already forgotten. Sometimes they forget their wife, but they won't forget their phone. They'll never forget their phone. When a person reaches a place, he'll never ask wife, you say Wi-Fi. That Wi-Fi is more important than the wife. That wife is not gone, that Wi-Fi... Allah's kindness for many people that Quran came in his phone also. That you're in the aeroplane. that environment of even. That music in that aeroplane creates desire. That air hostess creates desire. As they're taking that liquor around it creates desire. When you're landing it creates desire. How many Muslim people they fell into that filth of zina because they traveled alone. Just because they traveled alone. They never thought when I'll go up in the air, what will grab me. But when they landed, they landed with a crash. In such a time, if a man goes, Hazrat Rahim Sahib had one poem. Normally when students are going home, then we tell them this poem. Because when you're traveling in the sky, now you're no longer in Darul Mazadur. Now suddenly you never watch movies so long in the aeroplane, the movie starts. Now the air hostess is moving around. What you never got, you say when a boy is hungry. And every samusah is taken. As Rajim said, Jis fi rahu. Jis jah, jahabi rahu. Jis fi rahu. Jahabi rahu. Wherever I am. Jis fi rahu. Wherever sky I am. Mera ra taqwa hamesha salamat Rahe. Allah, wherever on earth, wherever in the sky, let my taqwa always be looked after. جِسْ Rahu, Rahu, When that person looks at his phone and there's so many applications and then he sees Qur'an. If he presses Qur'an, that camel will lift him up and he will not get burnt. Lose your camel and you have to walk the desert after that. That camel in the desert, it will find water for its master. It has its own GPS. He gets lost, the camel will find the way back home. We found ourselves in an era where everyone is getting lost. That person who holds on to his camel, his Quran, that camel will lift him and say, you relax, I'll take you home. He can even fall asleep on the camel, he'll find his way. Lose his camel, even if he's awake, he will get lost. That camel is such when a storm is coming, The camel's nature is it sits in the desert, sits. And its body becomes like a wall. The rider of a camel, when he sees the camel not moving, he already understands a storm is coming. The storm is still not there. So he looks around and he sees there in the distance, he can see already the winds. Now when that wind is going to come, it's going to come so hard that you're going to see pebbles blowing. And it's going to be hitting like bullets in the desert he jumps off the camel and on the other side of the camel's body he goes and the rider then puts his head into the body of the camel as those pebbles are blasting the camel normally you will think the camel will run for its life the camel just sits normal and what a storm hits Allah gave the camel like two eyelids it's now and then in that storm lifting one eyelid to see if things are still blowing. One of those pebbles will make you blind for life. But that camel opens its eye like normal, looks around and closes again. Normal, oh, relax. And when everything is calm and the camel stands, then the rider understands I'm safe. The survival of the rider from the storms of the world is his camel. My and your survival is our Quran. You lose that Quran, you were so high, you will come down. Until today, our grandfathers, grandmothers read Lord Quran. Their Quran put us high. If we and you stop, our children will come down. And whoever walks in the desert gets burnt, gets knocked with the stones, loses his way. Whoever finds his camel, Ta'ahadul Quran, think of this Quran. This is a land, this is a village. When you come to this area, everyone will tell you this is the town of Qur'an. You know this place, the town of Qur'an. Qur'an made this area famous in the world. May Allah make it we all become people of the Qur'an. This is our camel. I have to walk the desert, you have to walk the desert. This Qur'an is not only going to make me the rider of the camel. It's going to make me the bird of the time. It's going to take me to the heavens. It's going to allow me to just drop pebbles wherever I need to drop it. And with one one drop it will allow me to destroy the elephants of evil in the world. This Quran is going to do lots. It's going to make me the Musa of the era. It's going to make me open the oceans. It's going to make me give water to the thirsty. It's going to do miracles in and out of my family. When everyone asking times are very hard. Then the Qur'an is screaming to me and you, it is only hard if you forgot your Qur'an. This Qur'an is not meant when the man died, when you say let's make one khatam. The Qur'an was meant to make the dead come alive. But if my heart is dead, Qur'an will bring it alive. If the environment is a dead environment, Qur'an will break the environment. If darkness has spread all over, Qur'an will open up the darkness. Everything is going to happen with this Qur'an. So I make one appeal to you people. And it's an appeal we're crying and may Allah make it. When we see evil coming with the force, it's coming. Our begging, desire is that good also must strike so hard. When you see the elephants of Abraha coming, you're also looking for the birds. To get that birds, if we can, in some way it must start. Two things, one I mentioned in the woman's bayan today. That if me and you never had the opportunity to learn Qur'an with the meaning of Qur'an, let's allow our children that opportunity. I gave an example where I was in Nigeria and a young boy read Qur'an. And it was the first time I saw a young boy crying when he read Qur'an. He read one verse of Qur'an, يَوْمَ Jahannam on that day when we will say to Jahannam, Are you full? Meaning so many are burning in you, are you full? And Jahannam will say, I want most. But when that boy read that verse and he said, Yomanakulu li jahannam halim talat, on that halim talat he just got stuck. So you will think he needs lukma, so I looked up. But he never needed lukma, he was crying. He tried a second time to read it, he cried, and then he said, Sadakallahu alove. When I spoke after that boy, I said, this is the first time I saw such a young boy cry when he read Qur'an. He said, his reading made me understand that the survival of our children for the future is that the child must know what his Qur'an is. If he knows his Qur'an, he'll be the answer to the teacher, he'll be the answer in the school, he'll be the breaker of all barriers, he'll be the sheikh of the parents, that Allah says this Daddy." Have you not heard about Jannah, O oh my father? Have you not heard about Jahannam, oh my father? Let me describe for you the fire, O oh my father, because I love what Qur'an. That boy, if then you send him to make hives of Qur'an, every night you will not see a boy learning Qur'an because he's scared tomorrow, Mulana is going to whack me. That night you might go in that boy's room and you might see him on a musalla reading his Qur'an with passion and as he's reading you might see your daughter and son crying while reading Quran and it is something you never thought you could see but if meaning comes with Quran you will see a miracle you could never imagine make an intention at least and Allah will make intizam that if I could not get that gift that I knew Quran from a young age let's give it to my children where the school said Afrikaans and they said Zulu and now they're saying, okay, any language. We're not even asking for Arabic. We're asking for the language of Quran, meaning that Arabic. There are many Muslim schools. They teach Arabic. They teach Arabic. But Muhammad said, where are you coming? I'm going to the airport. In the airport, my ticket. That got nothing to do with that boy. That boy needs to learn the meaning of Quran. He can start in grade 1 learning the meaning how they could teach other languages to our children, we can make that environment. That by the time my child has to start his hymns of Qur'an, he already knows the meaning of the entire Qur'an. Then at night when he is memorizing, in our madrasa we saw boys who came from countries who knew the language. When they memorized Qur'an, that night if you entered the mutalaga, the place where the students gather, You would see all those that don't know the meaning, as soon as time is up, they're gone. And that boy who knows the meaning, as soon as time is up, he stands up and he says, Allahu Akbar, that now I want to read what I learned in my salah. He's thrilled with this Quran. He's reading for half an hour, he doesn't want to stop reading. One. And the second one is, if you can create an environment that if Moana or Sheikh is teaching Hivs in the Masjid or near the Masjid then this Quran is not only for the boy memorizing Quran and that Hiv's class must not only be for the Hafiz it must be called your slot of reading Quran so you are going to bring your Sonya and he is going to wait in that Hiv's class half an hour if you can tell the Sheikh, the Alim, Moana that you know what, while you're teaching in the class, I also want to sit in the class and read my Qur'an. If I memorize it, Mubarak, otherwise it's not a Hiv's class, let it be a Qur'an class. We saw it in Medina Munawara, they started it for a while, what a manzar it was, that you would just see halakat of Qur'an. People would just sit and everyone is reading. Sometimes I'm reading, there are some people who can't even read. In one town, the people did it. They called that man, the imam, they told him, Ramadan has come. We don't know how to read Quran anymore. So they said, "Moana, after Asr, you can't go home and have tea. Moulanas love tea always. But in Ramadan, there's no tea after Asr. They said, after Asr, if you can stay in the masjid, and you read one juz of Quran, not in Tarawi. And then the people of the town, they sat in front of Morana with their Quran's open. And as he read they followed. It had such an impact the aunties in the houses started saying that we also need to read what the Imams are. So they had to change the time that after Asr for aunties is Musa time. They had to make it after Zohar. Khatams were taking place. People want to read Quran. If you can create the environment where one boy is reading Hifzan and another boy, another uncle is reading Naziran and the auntie is reading because she also can't. Some way make a halakha of the recitation of Quran, and this entire Scottsboro, and this entire Durban, and the entire South Africa will become the sun for the skies. When they are seeing darkness in the world, they will see this is like a bright sun everywhere. Quran. With this Quran, we will conquer the world, inshaAllah. May Allah make us that we have become min ahalil Quran from the people of Quran, from the reciters of Quran. From the parents of the Hafiz of the Qur'an, we become the Hafiz and the Hafizahs of the Qur'an. Allah make it that if I did not learn the meaning of Qur'an, may Allah make all our children become those that understand Qur'an. If I could not cry when Mu'ana was reading Taraweeh, may Allah make it that when my child one day stands behind Mu'ana reading Taraweeh, as he's reading, I hear everyone crying in the Masjid. As he speaks about Jahannam, I hear everyone sobbing. Then that father and that mother will say, I did what I had to do. Oh my son, I gave you the gift. Oh my daughter, I gave you the gift of Quran. I made you the birds. All you have to do is now chop the pepper and you will conquer the world. May Allah Allah, let us see in our lives the miracle of Quran. May Allah, through the barakah of Quran, make us miracles for the world.